is the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Live from Armory Studios in Central Florida, you're listening to Weapons Hot, a New York Jets fan broadcast on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. For all gas, no break. And now, give it up for your hosts, CJ, Kevin, Jimmy, and Harrison. Take it away, boys. What is going on, Jets Nation? Welcome back to another exciting episode of Weapons Hot here on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. I'm your host, CJ the Painkiller D. Simone, and I'm here to enjoy. I'm I'm here to introduce you with my co-pilot here. It's time to introduce him once and for all, ladies and gentlemen. As I got a little music playing for him, I can't hear it, but I know he can. He'll be he'll be doing some things can dance for you, ladies and gentlemen. Please welcome to the show, Mr. Kevin Jackson! Jax, what is this story, brother? Yo, tonight's a good night. Fun fact, Richard Roundtree, the cat that plays Shaft, is my cousin. Um, Anyways, welcome back, Jets fans. It's been a minute, right? Guys, back on the couch. It's been a minute since I've been down here. Thank y'all for rocking with us once again. We've got a couple things to discuss tonight, but uh, I know we also have a theme. So, weapons hot. We're getting ready to go in. CJ, where, we, where do we begin, my guy? Well, first off, I want you to talk a little bit about OTAs. I know that you've been keeping up with some stuff here and there, and I know you have some feelings on the OTAs. I'm going to give you the floor to start off tonight. Normally, I'm the, I'm the one that takes us in. But tonight, I want you to take us in. I want you to give me your thoughts on OTAs. And if you think people should really be excited by what they're seeing at OTAs or as tonight's title, which I so lovingly called it because you know just how I feel about OTAs and minicamp and stuff like that. Another installment of the Underwear Olympics, baby! (laughs) You gotta love it, right? Look, man, this is the reality. Um, I I think I'm probably going to be a little boring tonight. Because this is kind of a boring Yo, time of year. Boring? What? I'm saying, look, I, I'm 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 not a reactionary guy, right? I'm not a reactionary guy. I'm not a knee jerk guy. Um, so all of the stuff that we're seeing right now, it kind of looks like it's supposed to look. I'm just gonna keep that real. This is, like you say, seven on seven. You're kind of you know installing stuff, playing around, doing you know whatever it is that you do. Anybody that's played football knows that while it's fun, especially if you you know you're completing passes, it's not necessarily real. You know, football, it's a technical thing. It's where you get footwork down. It's where you get timing down, right? But it's not necessarily the the real full-on action of football. So um, anybody that that is kind of drawing conclusions from this, I think, is only doing it to to make noise. Reality is some of these guys are looking like we're expecting them to look, but we ain't even really going to know what really they're going to look like until, you know, until the lights come on and and have my man say what you put the plastic pads on. So, look, I, I will say this. And I know we're going to discuss this. Zach, I think, you know, is, isn't is really going to demonstrate who Zach is this season until Baltimore. 
what we see in training camp, that ain't going to be it neither. I'm not going to go down that route. I'm, I, what, I, what I believe and what I, you know, I kind of think everybody else should recognize is that once the lights come on, that's when it gets real. And Zach Wilson, I mean, he's shown the ability to, 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 to play when the lights come on, but he didn't know what he was, you know, you don't know how to play the game. You're talking about a rookie really trying to play the hardest position in professional sports. It's, it, you know, it's, it's so hard, I can't even say it. Right. But but this is kind of what I'm talking about. In OTAs, this is what we expect. You're going to hear, uh, you know, the, the, the shade behind Denzel Mims and him playing. You're going to hear, you know, uh, sauce. And, and and again, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm going to reserve myself about sauce because I, I, I have a kind of as a DB, I have a, you know, maybe an unnatural attraction towards what it is that he brings with the swag. Um, but that dude is big. man. We're coming off the heels of the, the flight. 2022 right and i know everybody's seen it if you haven't by now i don't know what it is that you've been doing but it that was the hype film that we kind of needed as fans to kind of hold us over because that's really all it's going to do it, it'll probably get another you know a few hundred thousand views because we'll reminisce and we'll watch each episode a couple of times i mean this short but there's nothing really changing the needle right now so all of that i just said to just say eh. well Here's what I think about OTAs and, and minicamps. Yeah, it's good that everyone got the opportunity to come out and get to actually learn some of the playbook. Yes, it's actually good for them to come out to actually install some of the offense, some of the defense, to see how guys are going to particularly perform, especially the rookies, to kind of have them get their feet wet in the playbook, etc., etc., etc. But Kev, you know how I feel about OTAs, and you know how I feel about minicamp. Nobody's hitting anybody. Everybody's in a t-shirt and shorts. And we go through this every single friggin' year. Right? We get excited about OTAs and minicamp. Or we get down about OTAs and minicamp. This guy looks crappy. This guy looks like he's out, he's, he's out of shape. This guy looks like he's not ready. This guy looks like this. This guy looks like that. I am so sick and tired of listening to it that it's like I, I'm I'm done I'm just done it's like you know what it let's wait till training camp let's wait till preseason let the rubber meet the road then and we'll be able to really give a solid assessment on what these teams look like from that particular point of view because right now Anybody could look good in t-shirt and shorts. They could throw your ass and my ass out there. And we would look good in t-shirt and shorts running through with nobody hitting us. My backpedal still means, CJ. Don't sleep on me. Uh, I mean, <laughs> come on now, all right? If they lined you up in the secondary next to Sauce, I guarantee you, you, you would be stealing look, some stuff from him. It, 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 wouldn't right? no, it wouldn't be no slants going on, I'll tell you that. <laughs> right. So, I mean... <laughs> Come on now, bro. I mean, look, it's like there's certain things after a while where, like, you say, okay, you know, it, it, it looks like that the Jet talent pool is definitely improved from last year and improved from the year before that and improved from the year before that. But then, you know, you get other guys. You get the other side of the coin. This guy looks like garbage. This guy looks slow. This guy looks overweight. Case in point, Makai Becton. I'm going to open the floor to you on this because I'm very curious to hear your thoughts about the new saga surrounding Makai Becton, 
where there really shouldn't be a saga, but everybody wants to create a saga because if they're not talking something negative about the New York Jets, then obviously the New York Jets organization has done something wrong. So please, give us the enlightenment that you you always know how to give us because, dude, you fight with people daily on, on social media. I don't know how you have the time for it. For me, I just don't. I, I read posts, I shake my head, and I throw my phone across the room because I just don't want to deal with it. I got into it with Mikai Beckton. He actually tweeted at me, fam. Real, t- real talk. Asked me, did I want to come to a workout after he posted one of them little Instagram videos? And I'm gonna keep it real. It, it it didn't it didn't look impressive to me. And I'm just I'm just gonna be like, yo, why are you showing us practice reps, right? You showing us warm ups? Don't show me a warm up. Show 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 me the max rep. That's what I want to see. And I'm and I you know I just kind of threw it out there. I was like, yo, that that kind of is not it's not impressive to me. And this is why I'm talking about this is damn boring season. It's stupid. Like, what was he even doing that for? We, 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 I, I know he wants to take and use this as motivation, but it's, it's starting to, you know, border on, you know, kind of a, you know, the, the rent free zone. And, and, and I really don't want that for the kid because if he does have some issues or some slowness coming back, that could, that could break his confidence. Let me begin. The Makai Becton nonsense is, is ridiculous and we really need to stop. All right, as fans, come on, let's be better, man. We want we're we're watching the team turn the corner as a fan base. Let's kind of lean into that same corner and just you know, let's let's stop with the nonsense. You know, you you, you kind of give fodder to people that that you know kind of throw shots at us. You know what I'm saying? We're not perfect, no. But in this season right now, if you're not excited about what we're doing, I'm really not sure what to tell you. I know there's folks out there who will just say, oh yeah, yeah, and that whole boomer and thing today. Man, Boomer Science is a quarterback. He actually had some pretty good seasons, you know, the Super Bowl and the whole nine, right? Him saying that Makai Becton looks like he's 400 pounds doesn't mean that Makai Becton isn't going to be out there just, just mauling and flapjacking cats as every single snap. It, that, that means that doesn't mean anything. He's what? He's 6'8. He's an offensive lineman. The next time I look for a, 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 a slim ballerina type offensive lineman, Somebody come get me. This is kind of a stupid argument to have. I'm just going to keep it real. It, 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 none of it has anything to do with football. That's really all that we're interested in right now, right? All of this other nonsense. Come on, man. We need to stop, man. We need to grow up. Makai Becton is not a scrub. He's not lazy. He's not any of those things. Did he get hurt? Yes. He specified the flexibility was coming back in the injury last season. He just couldn't get the strength. Maybe it's difficult to build back strength for a guy that, that is that big naturally. Right, he's that big naturally. Makai Becton, I, I know, is probably going to kick around in the in the, the news for the next, you know, how many ever weeks because there isn't anything else to talk about. But uh, this is kind of a non-story for me. Every every time I hear something about it, it just kind of it makes me want to ch- change the channel. So, real quick, shout out to uh, Richard McDonald, one of our uh, avid followers of the show, sent me a personal message over here. He'll be supporting us on the YouTube side. He wants us to know that we're awesome. Let Spotty know Rusty Spooner said, what's up? Rusty, (laughs) that's That's my my guy. Let's go Jets. Screw the NFL and the haters. We're going to bless the league and chin check fools. Hashtag gangrene for life. Yes, sir. That's what's up right there. That. Good evening, guys. That is what's up right there. All right. So, (laughs) ha, ha, ha.
Makai Becton, when he gave his interview, what exactly did you expect that man to say? And then when Robert Sala was asked about it, yeah, I know a lot of people were defending him, but there were also a lot of people that were, that were giving him static too. That all of that is noise. All of that is noise, man. It's just noise. I'm 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 sorry. I didn't mean to but let me shut up. It's just noise. So here's here's what I gotta say. Look, if you you know that Makai Becton is supposed he said he was gonna be there in camp. You know that the Jets are gonna support him. You know that the Jets need him. They need him to be a hundred percent healthy going into this football season. So if the dude comes in 10 pounds overweight, 10 pounds underweight, 5 pounds overweight, 5 pounds underweight, the dude looks like he's the size of Jupiter, all right, to quote a good buddy of the show, Michael Lagaris. He's huge in All right? So shout out to the Ain't Easy Being Green podcast, by the way. Yo, them guys rock with content, man. Y'all really need to check them out. So Y'all really need to check them uh, out. I mean – you know, there's, there's only so many friggin' things that you could ask Makai Becton to do during a glorified walkthrough, okay? The dude's working out on the side. He's working out separate from the team. He's working out with trainers. He's working out with strength and conditioning. They want to make sure that the knee injury that the kid suffered is 110%. And look... You got to call bullshit on the New York Jets organization last year for the way that they handled the injury. Because initially, from the initial assessment, it was what, five to eight weeks, Jack? Jackson? I believe so. I believe and, so. And, and now it turned into a 38 week injury. All right. So, so they overestimated when Makai Becton was going to be back. They overestimated the severity of the injury. Or actually, should I say, they underestimated. The severity of the injury. Why? Because you didn't know if the kid was going to need surgery or not. So there was no place where they were going to be able to to hide from the truth. And the fact that people are like ripping apart Robert Sala and saying, well, why didn't he answer the question? And this, that, and the third, and blah, blah, blah. Jerry Pettigrossi in the chat. It's not the knee, it's the foot. Thank you for that. Although they were talking about the need today on a couple of different podcasts that I looked at to to do today's show prep. So, I don't know. Knee, foot. I, I know he's, he's had some issues. So, but nevertheless, why do you want the guy to be ready now? I want the guy to be ready week one against the Baltimore Ravens. I don't need him to be ready now. Because if he's ready now, then there's more of a chance that he's going to get hurt in the next six weeks before training camp opens up. Come on. If anybody out there, if there's any fans out there giving Mackay Becton a hard time, dude, you need to lay off. You, you you really need to take a step back, really evaluate everything, really take a look at all the all the articles and see exactly who's saying what. Because there's a lot of misinformation that's being put out there. Now, that being said, Robert Sala, during his uh, press conference, he doesn't need to give people an, an update on Mackay Becton's injury. I think Brian Costello asked him. I think Rich Semini asked him. I think somebody else asked him. And he, and he basically said, I'm not going to talk about that right now. And I don't blame him. Because everybody...
everybody's excited about the rookies that are, that are, that are coming in. Everyone wanted to see how the rookies were going to be able to work during the install. And again, they had an even bigger turnout for voluntary minicamps and stuff and OTAs and mandatory minicamps here than they did last year. So, I mean, come on. Look, be, guys, be, they, 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 chill. there's something to be said right now for the fact that we seem to, as a fan base, trying to self-sabotage, right? Like, this is this is an opportunity right now to recognize the position that we're in if it all just kind of, if it does work. Imagine where it is. All, all of the folks that are, that are saying all of this extremely negative stuff, you will be, you know, kind of eating your words on this to take a phrase from Makai Becton. I, I think we're in a situation right now where we kind of have to take everything with a grain of salt because it's too early to really know what is what. It's too difficult to predict what's going to happen. But, I mean, if, you, if you're projecting who these players are and their impact on this team, we're a much better team than what it is that we were. And if you're, if you're a true Jets fan, like all these folks that say, then really what it is that you should be looking for is improvement. You shouldn't be looking for perfection. You want to see these guys grow. You want to see these guys get better. But, you, I mean, we have to wait to see it. This is the time right now. They're getting ready to go in. But you can't microwave a championship. You can't microwave a knee injury on a 400-pound guy who, who kind of naturally is going to be 400 pounds. Come on now. What are y'all doing? We really do need to get better right now. We, we, we kind of need to just – it's too much. I, I know the clicks and all of that, and the guys are, are kind of throwing this stuff out just so you can kind of like chum in the water or whatever. But don't take it, man. Don't take it. Yeah, I agree, too, because, uh, you know, an, another thing is that, look, come on, guys. We're in th the middle of June. What are we going to accomplish in the middle of June? What are we going to win in the middle of June? Are we still more interested in winning the back pages of the Post, the Daily News, Newsday, the New York Times? Is that what we're more interested in, in winning? Because we you want know to win what? the gold medal song nope. competition. <laughs> right. Because the last I checked, winning the back pages of the New York newspapers doesn't bring a Lombardi trophy to Forum Park. Doesn't give the New York Jets a Super Bowl championship. So, as far as I'm concerned, all of this noise and the glorified underwear Olympics that are going on right now at OTAs and minicamps, and you want to make sure that Zach Wilson knows how to throw the ball forward instead of sideways and he could actually hit the ocean if he throws the ball instead of throwing it this way so like like we saw christian hackenberg i mean come on stop just 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 stop it calm down with the tweets calm down with calling up new york sports radio and going on the michael k show and going on you know Bo boomer and carson and going on tiki and tierney and whoever else and just making yourselves look like assholes because that's all you're doing. And then you make the rest of us look like a bunch of assholes too. Because then, because one idiot's got an opinion, now everybody gets lumped into that conversation. Kevin doesn't have the same, the same opinion as I do. And I don't have the same opinion as Kevin. This is the reason why this show works. And you guys out there that you're listening, yeah, I'm looking at you, Scott Cleesby, you Kool-Aid guzzling fool you. He's got more opinions than I lose track of. All right, that guy. I mean, sometimes I think his split personality disorder takes over. But you know what? Every single Jets fan has their opinion about the team. There are some people that are going to be excited, and there's every reason to be excited. I'm not saying that there's reason not to be excited. But what I'm telling everybody is, we've seen this song and dance before, right? We've gotten all excited about players. 
In the Underwear Olympics, right? Let me bring up a particular name who got brought up all the time. Clyde Gates. Oh, Clyde Gates. He looks so fast, baby. He, he going to the Pro Bowl. Chauncey Stuckey. Stuckey. Clyde Gates barely makes a practice squad. Stop. Stop it. The noise about Mekhi Becton, I don't freaking care if he shows up to camp and he's 700 pounds. If that 700 pounds could still run a 4-4-40 and he's still going to blow people up, so that way the Jets' running game can actually be efficient as opposed to last year, then you know what? Let him have whatever the hell he wants. If he wants a mainline friggin' Hawaiian punch in his left arm while, while he's out there. I don't care what he wants to do. Didn't he run a sub 540 at uh, at 380? Yeah, he did. What are, what are we talking about? I'm not talking about you. I'm just saying. There's something that just bothers me about how quickly it is that we can turn on a guy based on, you know, inaccuracy, based on based on what really are just things that are floated because there's nothing else to talk about. Makai Becton's not a scrub family. He's just not. People talking about getting cut, that's ridiculousness. If he gets hurt again, then maybe, yeah, but it, uh, what, what, what we're not talking about is when he plays that he doesn't play well, right? <laughs> oh, man. Scott Kalispe in the chat, and I promise I'm going to get everybody's comments on the air. All right? So, as a matter of fact, I want to go all the way to the top of the feed. Guy Fisher in the chat. CJ, Spotty, what's up? Good to have you guys back. Salah says that OTAs are better, are, are better this preference to last year. Heard Jeff Smith has been the standout. Jeff Smith better stand out of something because that kid better use his speed for something. He's probably going to end up on special teams like he does. The Jets like him. He'll end up with a practice squad spot and he'll end up subbing for somebody if there's an injury. Yeah, Jeff Smith is probably going to catch 20 balls. Maybe not even that. Scott Kleesby dominating the chat. What's going on, gentlemen? Flight had me excited AF. I'm a defensive back too, Kevin. Definitely big. Laugh out loud. Becton has hit the buffet in OTAs. Guy Fisher back in. I'm worried about Becton. I'm hoping that he has a Pro Bowl of performance. Yeah, I agree. But look, right now we're not going to know nothing because we're still in the middle of the underwear Olympics. Talk to me when they put pads on and they start playing against one another, right? Because remember last year when Carl Lawson was play, was was lined up against Makai Becton? He was giving him a fit and there was the whole talk where iron sharpens iron. And then Carl Lawson, unfortunately, got hurt and we lost him for the year. So let's hope we don't have another repeat performance, okay? I'm not excited about OTAs. I'm waiting for true training camp and preseason. That's Guy Fisher. Scott Cleesby. <laughs> the new saga is he's eaten the saga from danger from from deadliest catch, not dangerous catch. Yeah, okay. I, I, I know too much. Okay, I know it's been noise for basically most of his career. I want to see him stand up from his knee without struggling and needing a drink. That's what I'm uh, talking about. So, Jerry Pettigrassi, thank you again for tuning in. It's not the knee, it's the foot. Shaking my head, the video I'm talking about, he was down on one knee. Jerry chimes back in. He's got a foot problem and they didn't want to say it last year. Uh, Garen Brower in the chat. Uh, keep up the great work, guys. Be back next weekend. Uh, shout out to you, JR. What's up, Garen? Scott Kalisby, I know when everyone is saying the same thing, it must be BS. Guy Fisher back in there. We're still thin at the linebacker position. Don't worry, we're going to talk about that. I don't want Mosley to get hurt because if he does, we're screwed. Scott Kalisby again dropping numbers. 22 wins in five years, but let's give them all a participation trophy. 
Let's handle everyone like a newborn baby. I don't know how, ask any winning organization. They all say this is when you build your team. This is when you win championships, not just when camp starts. You win championships by working through this part of the season on your orchestration. Football is a dance, right? You're learning your steps. Right, it is. So, I mean, this is not necessarily where, you, where you're going to, you know, this is not where, where the party breaks out at Footloose and, you know, my man is doing the worm and all of that. You know, that's not, that's not right. what it is that we're going to see during this part of the season. This part of the season is the little girl standing on the on the side of the wall, you know, trying to get a leg up on the pole, and she kind of maybe not be able to do it just yet. She'll be nice later, but this is the dance. It's early. <laughs> Kevin Jackson with the strip club reference, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> As always. Nah, man. Scott Khalees be back in here. No, the people want to protect the team that hasn't won a thing since the Nixon administration, but that's fine. Let's give out orange slices and we'll all go to Pizza Hut after the game, win or lose. Uh, don't, skip out, don't skip out on them peanut M&Ms, though, moms. Bring them peanut <laughs> M&Ms. All right, Justin Jett, uh, just saw this. Welcome back, CJ. Scott Kalisby, if you tie a Twinkie to, to his helmet, he'll chase that all day. Uh, he's, got a, he's got a comment for you. Yeah, how many years ago did he do that and how many pounds ago did he do that? Yeah, three uh, years I mean, he, 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 we can't act like he's been in the, in the league five years. He's going into his third year. It was what? Uh, two, what is two, the weight two, that he needs two, to two, get two, to? <laughs> Guy Fisher in the chat. What is the weight he needs to get to? 345 because he's an offensive lineman. He needs girth. And, oh, pardon me. And size in order to protect. Uh, Justin Jett back in there. Becton is motivated. Watch out. Scott Kalisby again. He's not going to stand out if he stands next to fat-ass Becton. Carl Falk in the chat. Thank you for joining us tonight, Carl. Joe Flacco stock back up, dropping like Bitcoin. Mm. All right. So anything else to add before we move on to our next topic? There's something I want to kind of discuss right now, and that's really how dynamic I think this offense can be. If an element that we really haven't even had an opportunity to see yet really kind of comes together because I'm, I'm trying to bounce other stuff off the walls right now. And I, I know we can't actually see it, but Jimmy wanted to, I really can't wait to see these running backs get off in like, in like full pads, man. I really can't because guys become different when the pads come on. I, I can't look, I'm excited. I can't wait to see that, but yeah, no, that's it. That's all I wanted to <laughs> I'm, I'm sick of Makai. I'm sick of talking about Makai Beckton, man. There's nothing wrong with Makai Beckton. This is this is aggravating. <laughs> yeah, because that's what it is. That's a, that's all the time. It, it's either him or Denzel Mims. All right, and Denzel Mims has showed up to camp. You know, he looks in the best shape of his life. He's making some good grabs. He's making people stand up and take notice, and he needs to because he's not guaranteed a spot on this roster. So if he ends up making this roster, he's going to end up as a wide receiver five or something like that. And have to play special teams. So otherwise, they could just be saying all this stuff just to drive up the Denzel Mims stock. So that way, maybe they could trade him for, a, you know, a bag of balls or a fifth round pick or, or, or a ham sandwich or something. Yeah, just so, I mean, I don't we, know. We, we, don't, we don't have multiple first and second and third rounders next season either. Right? I just want to post this question up there because I'm curious to what people think. It's right over here in the ticker. In regards to Mekhi Becton, I'm just going to leave this up here for a little bit. 
Do you really care about the Jets not saying anything in regards to Mekhi Becton? Post your comments in the Facebook chat below. I'm going to leave this ticker up there for a little bit while we, we go ahead and we, we move on to our next topic of conversation. Now, the next topic of conversation, which is actually going to take us a little bit into Kevin Jackson's In the Spotlight segment. So I'm very look, uh, I'm looking forward to hear who he's got in the spotlight today. But now that the Underwear Olympics are done, you got six weeks, roughly, before the Jets open up full training camp in which everyone's going to be in pads and so on and so forth, and they're really going to start with the install. So what are your thoughts going into training camp, and what is it exactly that you want to see from this squad going forward? I want to see easy offense. I want to see tenacious defense. What I really want to see is improve coaching. Realistically, I don't have any problems with the coaching staff. I think I had Jeff Ulbrich in the spotlight a few weeks ago, um, and I think rightfully so. I mean, I know we've got guys in the chat right now that would prefer if he was fired yesterday, right? But, uh, you know, I'll be honest Guy with you. Guy Fisher! Yeah, right. I, I think the guy has a pedigree. I think I think he deserves a shot. And I, I, I think he addressed it, right? Um, I, I know we're going to, if you haven't already seen the flight 2022, uh, it's going to be some spoilers tonight because you know, we talk about it, but he addressed it himself in the documentary. And, and it was it was directly what it is that I was saying um, about him when I had him in the spotlight that, you know, look, he, he, he didn't do a good job of putting these guys in position to be successful. Even if you have injuries, I mean, you know who it is that you have. You're not making any adjustments. You're continuing to do the same thing, and you're getting gashed repeatedly, right? You need to do better, right? You can't just blame all of that on the players. Sometimes the players just need to be shown, and he wasn't doing a good job of that. He addressed it. I'm ready to kind of move on right now because I, I expect that with the influx of talent, a lot of that will kind of be diminished, but when you don't have the star player caliber uh, talent on, on the field, the coaches have to be up to snuff. And uh, if, if you do have, you know, pretty good players, then that makes the coaches look great. And, you know, we win championships. Um, hint, hint. Right now, better coaching, I think, really is the first thing that I want to see. Obviously, Zach, I think I, I think it's ridiculous to think anything else. And, and I'm kind of like, okay, Captain Obvious, let's move on to, to what the second question is. Because, you know, if you remove Zach, then, then, then what's your baseline? Um, I think it does go to defense, and then I also I expect to see easy offense, and we we know what this offense can do. We we we've seen it, you know, kind of run so many different different ways, different you know iterations here and there. Um, but it always really kind of looks fluid. It always you know, like you say, catching space, catch on the run, and uh, you know, zone blocking and 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 you know, chunk run plays. Um, if you got a boss tight end, those are the daggers, right? So. You know, I think I think we got a we got a bag of daggers. We got we got some rockets. We got some cannons. We got some grenades. We 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 got a few things to go to war. I'm just hoping that the coaches step up, and if they do, then I think we will see the improved defense. Um, I, I believe that the influx of talent, we're just going to see improved defense anyway. But um, offensively, I expect us to put up points in bunches if if Zach can get it, man. Y'all heard me say this. If y'all follow the show, you've heard me say this multiple times. I do believe that uh, when when Zach gets it together. Man, we're going to be, it's going to be ugly for some folks. Look, the only thing that I want to see out of Zach Wilson is him not make the same mistakes we saw him make last year. 
I want him to continue to build off of the progress that he finished last year with. The only thing that I'm asking is, look, just go out there. Don't screw it up. Make the throws you need to make. You've got plenty, plenty of weapons out there to distribute the ball. If the offensive line can stay healthy, if everybody could just do their jobs, then there's no reason why Zach Wilson can't be successful. And there's no reason why the New York Jets can't improve upon their four-win season from last year. And I know we had our fun with the with the schedule, and I came up with 12-5, and five, and Jax came up with like 10-7, and seven, I think. Or No, it was 10 wins. It's fun to, to play around with the schedule in a vacuum. But it's another thing when you have a lot of question marks at particular positions, like the linebacker position, which Guy Fisher brought up. Okay, I, I sincerely think that the linebacker position will be addressed at some point during training camp and during cuts. Because remember, we're not going straight from 90 to 53. Now we're going from 90 to 80 to 60 and then going to 53. So everything is staggered all uh, staggered all over the place. Consider Morgan Moses last season, right? right. Morgan Moses, we, we never expected Morgan Moses to be available during that period. And we ended up getting a guy that kind of salvaged our season for us. You know, even, even though it wasn't much of a season, right? But he saved our bacon quite a bit by being able to step in and play. That came late. That was unexpected. Joe Douglas has already proven. If, if, if you haven't been watching... Joe Douglas has proven that, you know, he's he's decent with roster management. Maybe he might not hit home runs on every single pick. Gerard Davis last season wasn't necessarily a good one, but I don't expect that every one of those picks that, you know, every every swing that he takes, he's going to miss. I expect that there may be two linebackers added before everything is said and done. Um, but again, I think you've made this point. Hamza and, uh, and Jamie and Sherwood come in and do something, you know? Right. We'll see how it works out. It could be a possibility because you can't discount the fact that these kids are actually going out there and they're actually playing, putting the work in. And as long as they're putting the work in and they're going out there and they're, and they're doing well, what are you going to do when, when you do well in practice? You're going to get play time. This is the argument we talked about when Michael Piron had a good training camp last year. What did he see? 16, 17 snaps over the regular season if, if, if he was lucky. So I don't expect him to be there. I don't expect Jabari Zuniga to be a rotational piece anymore. I expect quite a few people from the 2020 class to end up getting cut because they just don't fit the mold what the Jets are trying to do. Robert Sala said it best, and he took a page out of Mike Tomlin's book. He said, we want volunteers. We don't want hostages. He wants people that are going to come in here and are going to bust their ass and they want to play football here. They want to learn the system. They want to go out and be the very best that they can be. Not somebody who you could consider to be a hostage, somebody who just signed a $54 million contract or a $72 million contract or whatever whatever number contract, all right? And, and now you're stuck here for the next two to three years where, where, where you're just going to be like, hey, well, hey, go Jets, you know, they were the only ones that offered me a, a big contract, so, you know, hey, I'm only playing to get paid because players who just play to get paid, they don't last long. Nevertheless, Kevin, it's your time for In the Spotlight. Who do we got in the white hot spotlight tonight, my friend? You know what? In the spotlight tonight, Jermaine Johnson. And the reason I kind of want to talk about Jermaine Johnson is because I really think that we may be overlooking quite possibly the the, the most long-term high-quality draft pick that we made this last season. I think Jermaine Johnson is the kind of guy that comes in and and – provides production 
at a high level for a long time. I'm not saying LTE or nothing like that. Please believe me. I'm not, I'm not going that far out. But there is something that is telling me right now that Jermaine Johnson is a beast. And that cat is really going to end up looking like maybe, and, and, and maybe not right away, maybe, maybe not immediately the first season, but I think over the course of his career here, I have a really good feeling about him. Scott made a point earlier about I haven't been right about the Jets for a while. I'm not going to say that because I have been right about the Jets in quite a few things. I was wrong as hell about Sam Darnold. I'll say that. I was wrong as hell about Sam Darnold. And I wasn't a Sam Darnold apologist. I just thought that he could be good if we had to put a team around him. And then, uh, you know, they gave him a team and it, it, he, he still wasn't good. So I'll take that one. But I'm never guaranteeing. I'm never qualifying that, you know, we're going to have a 20 sad guy. I think we're going to have guys that play well. And if we get more guys that play well, we'll be a better team. We'll win more games. It really is that simple. All right. So, Jermaine Johnson in the spotlight, my friend, huh? Yeah. Jermaine Johnson's going to be a beast, guys. Look, I'm not going to spend a million years on that. I'm just going to keep it real because we don't know. I'm giving you a guy that I want y'all to look at. A guy that really kind of hasn't been really having his name discussed over the course of this, this period of time right now. Um, and who may, you know, as as he's learning the system, I think he's going to, you know, he's going to make his way in. And and if you kind of like the, the trajectory that Bryce Huff was on before he started having some of the injury uh, issues, um, I think you're going to see Jermaine Johnson take a, a higher trajectory than that. He's going to be better earlier than, than Bryce Huff. And I, I'll be honest, I, I would expect towards the end of the season, he, he may actually be a guy that we talk about quite a bit in this rotation. I gotta keep qualifying the rotation. There's, there's really not gonna be a, a million snaps for anybody. But I think this guy has the athletic ability. It's a trap. I don't know, I mean, I don't know. I don't know if that's a trap. I don't know if that's a trap. <laughs> I think he's a good player, man. I think he's a really good player. Listen, the one thing that I loved about Jermaine Johnson, and this is where I have to give credit to Scott Mason in the Play Like a Jet podcast. He actually said this really well. He talked about the whole story between he and Joe Douglas prior to the draft where they actually sat and had a conversation with him. And Jermaine Johnson actually told Joe Douglas, come up and get me. Please trade up and pick me. So it's something Joe, about Douglas this had told, Joe Douglas told him, yeah, okay, all right. So after they selected Sauce, after they selected Garrett Wilson, they saw Jermaine Johnson continue to fall, continue to fall, and that's where the Jets go, and Joe Douglas makes like 100 phone calls until he finally gets the Tennessee Titans to make a deal with him, and the Jets are number 26, and they sit there and with a line that famously gets turned into a meme lovingly all over Jets social media, and I absolutely love it, where he says, we're on the effing clock. And he pumps his fist. And they know that they're going to go get Jermaine Johnson. So for me, Kevin, you heard me piss, bitch, and moan about this. You know I was somebody who wanted somebody else at four. Granted, they took sauce. They felt that that was the guy. I was pissed about it a little bit. Then they drafted Garrett Wilson at 10. Happy about that. We're at least okay. They got a corner. They got Garrett Wilson. I still wanted them to select a pass rusher. So when they ended up making that deal and trading back up into the first round and they ended up getting Jermaine Johnson, I went to sleep a very happy camper because he was a guy that I wanted. 
he was a guy I thought would have still been 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 good value at four. We could have picked him at four or a ten. I would add zero issue with that. The way it worked out obviously was the best way. We're coming up against it for tonight as we're, we're not going to do as long a show as we normally do. There's really not that much to talk about. It's like beating a dead horse. It's already beyond the point. So I apologize. Kevin, I'm off my game tonight. <laughs> Listen, we both are, bro. Uh, Got to shake that rust off. So give me your final thoughts for tonight. We kind of need to relax. Um, I know I'm sounding like the the, the cranky old man on the lawn talking about, you know, whatever. But um, we kind of need to start with the nonsense, man. Realistically, I kind of hope that as a fan base, we stop with the stupidity and we kind of mature enough to be able to handle a good team. Um, because I actually think we're watching one be built right now. So um, I don't know. I'm a snob. Call me what it is that you want. I'm a homer, blah, 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 whatever. Yeah, I've been a Jets fan my whole life. I ain't never been a fan of another team ever. I don't even think I really have a, a basketball or a baseball team. I'm a Jets fan. Point blank, period, the end, whatever. That's it. We have interest and all of that, but the Jets are it for me. I love this team. I think that as somebody that's been a fan for 40 years, the best possible thing that I could hope for is to be able to sit back and Throughout the course of my life, watch these guys play competent enough football in a Super Bowl in my lifetime. So I am going to be an optimist. I am going to look at it and say, you know what, if, if everything works out the way that we want, then we can win because that's what it is that I want. That's the energy I want to put out. But there also is a threshold where it's not just being a homer. It is just kind of being a rational human being. And some of this stuff is just stupid. So my final thought is cut it out, guys. Thank you. Yeah, and my final thoughts for tonight, I want to dedicate tonight's show to my mother, Vivian D. Simone. Two weeks ago today, she passed away, and that was the reason why we were not on the air for the past couple weeks. She wasn't a Jets fan, but she loved listening to me talk about the Jets, and she always had a bunch of questions about football and whatever, and it was like, if I needed to bitch to somebody, my mom was always the person that I could bitch to. And not having her here has really left a gigantic hole in my family. So, again, tonight's episode is dedicated to my mom, Vivian D. Simone. And, you know, as a matter of fact, this upcoming football season and pretty much every show after that, you know, Mom, this is for you. We're going to do our best to make you proud. And you got the front row seat up in heaven where you can listen to us piss, bitch, and moan about the Jets as well as everything else. So, Pray for, pray for me. <laughs> pray so. for me. I think we all need prep. Really, really heartfelt. I thank you for, you know, obviously I'm I'm glad that you took the time. Again, sleep in peace to your moms. Much respect always. I promise you I'll do my best to kind of give respect and honor to to, to that pledge. I'm going to say a little prayer in the box when I'm in in Baltimore for game one, too. We're going to bring it in the right way. Hopefully hopefully with a win for her. Yep. Mom will get a ringside seat. She'll get to see it. She's going to have the best seat in the house. All right, so with that, that's going to do it for tonight's episode of Weapons Hot, a New York Jets fan broadcast here on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. You follow the show on Twitter at Weapons Hot Show. You can follow me at JetsFan0523. My partner in crime on the other side of the glass, Mr. Kevin Jackson, at Spotty Blackman. And, of course, honorable mention to uh, our XO, who is busy getting his life together, and hopefully he will rejoin us soon. Super Jimmy Yep, Jimmy the Reaper Jardine. You can follow him at Jets by Jimmy. Plenty of ways where you could consume Weapons Hot. We have a Facebook page. Our content is up there. Go ahead and give it a like. Give it a subscribe. Message us a message you right back. We love talking to fans about this team. 
Also, leave us some feedback about how we're doing here on Weapons Hot. If you think we're great, that's awesome. Leave us a message. If you think we suck and we know nothing about football, that's fine too. We'll troll with you back and forth. We don't care. We don't discriminate. So, of course, our home base, the Worldwide Sports Radio Network, every Monday night at 7 p.m. Uh, you'll get to catch us here, talking much ado about nothing. It's going to be interesting. We do have a couple of projects which are coming forward to keep you guys entertained up until training camp. So I'm looking forward to putting those out there in the ether. So that way we could definitely bring some more attention to Weapons Hot and keep people engaged as we uh, now enter the dead period uh, just before training camp. So again, Worldwide Sports Radio Network, they have a Facebook page, they have an app. Go and download the app. You could, you could listen to shows like us. You can listen to shows like the Sports Loudmouths off the mat if you like wrestling. And they got a couple other shows on there. So by all means, definitely download the app. And that's how you can consume Weapons Hot as well as the other great shows on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Don't feel like downloading the app? That's okay. Go to the Facebook page. Hit the like and subscribe button every time we go live. You'll be able to get a notification. And you'll be able to tune right in and chat right along with us just like a lot of you are doing tonight. And we thank you guys for, for tuning in. And of course, last but certainly not least, Weapons Hot has a YouTube channel. Yes, and we are going to be changing the name. It is no longer going to be Weapons Hot After Dark. It is going to be Weapons Hot Uncensored. We're working on some new logos and some new stuff for that. Once that is up and running, obviously we will share that with all of you. That's basically the uncensored version of this show. We still haven't picked out a night. Sometimes we'll end up doing it on random nights or something like that. So, again, keep an eye out for social media. We will go ahead and we will get that taken care of for you. Again, it's the uncensored version of this show. We do a lot of drinking. We do a lot of cursing. And we always talk about the New York Jets. Plus, we always have some surprise guests which pop by and give their opinions, which is always fun. It's always comical. Like our good buddy Nick Shine Jr. and our other good buddy Jeremy Cravat. Sometimes we have the fellas on from the Ain't Easy Being Green podcast. With Jews, when Jews comes, Jews always fun for me. Jew Jets. <laughs> so, plenty of ways to consume Weapons Hot. Just Google Weapons Hot and you'll, you'll, you'll find us. So, with that, I don't have the Jets chant, but what I do have is the Jets break One, sign, which two, I'm going to play for three, you guys and now. So, for Mr. Kevin Jackson, otherwise known as Spotty Blackman, this is CJ the Painkiller D. Simone. We are signing off for tonight. We'll see you guys when we see you guys. Uh, peace, love, go Jets. Don't forget tomorrow night, 7.30 p.m., I do a half-hour show on Jets World called Mission Briefs. Still up in the air whether or not it's actually going to take place tomorrow night, but I think I may just jump back into the cockpit just to have a little fun. So we may be talking about some Jets football. We may be talking about some other stuff, so it's okay. Uh, I, either way, I hope you guys tune in and have some fun with us. I have some things in the works also. I think there's a, a column that I, I may be doing coming up soon. I kind of want to play that one close to the vest until it actually jumps off, but just keep your eye out for that too. I'll let y'all know when that drops. <laughs> All right, guys. This has been Weapons Hot, a New York Jets fan broadcast on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. It is the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Radio.